And the Friday show will have football and basketball for you. Some other news as well. We lost a good one at the USF Athletics Department, but we'll be wishing her well. Details in just a little bit. Some soccer news also for you. Now, since we've been doing three shows a week, obviously we could have filled up a Thursday show. But, hey, it's December. I'm giving myself some extra time with my family, and we are just spreading things out a little bit until the calendar flips to 2022. So we're going to do a couple of clips from what took place on National Signing Day, and we could have done a two-hour show yesterday, frankly, with all the audio that we had, but I'll condense it to a couple of clips here that I thought were very relevant from that press conference that we had live for you on USF Bulls Unlimited here in our first block. And, of course, the Bulls are not done with adding new members, but they announced two dozen members to the football squad on Wednesday. And I thought a couple things Jeff Scott said really stood out to me. We're not going to have his commentary on all 24 players, but actually you can kind of get that if you listen to our special hour that we Cold together audio of from both the press conference featuring Coach Scott and Bob Shoup, who I thought was outstanding. You'll hear a little of him here, but also a little bit from the show that we simulcasted on USF Bulls Unlimited. The audio quality wasn't as good, but if you want to hear a little bit towards the end of what Charlie Weiss had to say about the incoming offensive players, we are re-airing that in the noon hour on USF Bulls Unlimited on Friday, and we'll sprinkle it in throughout the course of the weekend. Also on Friday night, Jose Fernandez, as I alluded to in our post-game interview Wednesday, on 399 career victories. You don't need me to tell you what would happen if they win tonight. We'll have a couple of highlights that were just enjoyable to listen to from that game against Stetson on Wednesday, but we'll more preview tonight's game. And, of course, the men's basketball team is taking on the Florida Gators tomorrow. You will hear from Brian Gregory coming up in our second segment. Before we get to the Jeff Scott audio, got to mention Brian Batty is a consensus All-American. In order basically to be named consensus All-American, you had to be on the majority of the major All-American teams. And since basically he was the first team All-American on three of them, and several of them don't actually have a spot for a kick returner. They have, quote-unquote, all-purpose slots. Basically, three was enough for Brian Batty to be named a consensus All-American. So congratulations to the outstanding kick returner. Led the country in kick return touchdowns for USF. Now, just rifling through the new members of the team, 12 on offense, 12 on defense, that were announced on Wednesday anyway. As far as quarterback goes, they're pretty excited about both individuals. And again, on the full National Signing Day hour coverage replay, starting off pretty much at the beginning, you can hear what Jeff Scott says about Byron Brown from Raleigh, North Carolina, and Gunnar Smith, great name from Lake Mary High School. Wide receivers, plenty of them. Javon Thomas, who was a freshman coming in from Sickles High School. Aju Aju, a former Clearwater Academy player who went to Clemson. Shafri Brown, who is from the University of North Carolina, a very exciting addition, in my opinion, to the offense. You can see him and Jimmy Horn and Xavier Weaver being a pretty dynamic trio of receivers. They also grabbed the all-time leading receiver from South Walton High School, Cade Roberts. A couple tight ends, Jason Littlejohn, a very productive 6'4", 236-pounder out of California, and Jackson Long, a freshman from Beach High School, that's B-E-E-C-H, in Hendersonville, Tennessee. A couple of offensive linemen as well. Dorell Bailey, who comes in from Virginia Tech. And smart decision from this young man transferring from a school in Orlando. That would be Mike Lofton, who is from 
Calvary Christian over in Clearwater. Those are your new or future offensive bulls. On the defensive side, of course, the defensive line is where we're going to start our focus here in just a little bit. But James Ash from Chamberlain via Wake Forest, Nick Baggs out of Temple. Very interesting story that Jeff Scott told about how they kind of had to recruit him after the game. And, yeah, he was wanting to come here, 6'3", 300-pounder, the kind of guy they need in the middle. Another transfer who is actually coming back home, Armwood, then UNC, Clyde Pinder, and then freshman, one that he had big-time praise for, Eddie Kelly out of West Orange, Jaquez Williams from Savannah, and from Leonard High School in Ruskin, Jalen Hobbs. Linebacker, last guy announced on Wednesday was Deontay Hunter from Valdosta. Jalen Schuler, who looks like he is going to be a standout junior college transfer originally from South Carolina, and then Coffeyville Community College. Another linebacker from Plant City, and then a Minnesota Gopher, DJ Gordon, big-time playmaker there. And in the secondary, safety, Clemson, originally out of Columbus, Georgia, transfer Ray Thornton. Amaris Brown, who is from Armwood, went to Kansas State. So you can see the pattern there. They are getting players who are from the Bay Area, or at least Florida, went to another school elsewhere and are seeing what's going on at USF and deciding to come back home. One final defensive back, another kid from here, actually a true freshman from here, North Fort Myers's Taven Ward. So here's an overall viewpoint from the head coach about the class, and then I thought one pertinent point he brought up here, and it's going to be something that really helps out the progress of the Bulls. I think there's really good balance in this class. That's one thing that you look at. You really don't want a class that's it's too heavy on offense or too heavy on defense. We've got 12 uh, on offense, 12 on defense, and uh, 13 young men that played high school ball or, or maybe uh, just got done playing in junior college ball, and then 11 uh, that are college transfers. And, uh, you know, obviously the, the opportunity with the transfer portal is, is something that, um, you know, I think uh, we felt like would really help us where we are, needing to add some depth. I think if you look over the last two years, anytime you come into a program and you're trying to develop a culture, there's always going to be attrition. And we've had a number of guys that would be sophomores right now, would be juniors right now, would be going into their senior year right now. Uh, maybe they have left over the last two years. And so I think it's important to replace them with sophomores and juniors and seniors so you can balance out your classes. Uh, of the 11 college transfers, seven come from the ACC, uh, two from our American Conference, one from the Big Ten and one from the Big 12. And uh, probably the thing I'm most excited about is 19 of the 24 uh, new signees are going to be enrolling here in January. Uh, here in three weeks, 19 of the 24 will be here. And, and that is, that is uh, so big because, you know, our year really starts in January. You know, a lot of people think it starts in August or September. It starts in January. It starts in the weight room in January with Coach Artis and, and his staff uh, in spring ball. Uh, that's going to be critical, obviously, with Coach Shoup coming on board, getting all these defensive guys in those meetings and on that uh, practice field, uh, you know, in the spring is critical. And, you know, I believe that the 19 uh, newcomers in January, and we may have one or two more uh, before we get there, but the 19 uh, January enrollees is the largest uh, that we've ever welcomed into our program here uh, in the history of the program. Man, that is no small thing. You just talk about him being here for his third season and how he was just trying to figure out who was what that first year, and now not only to have his own guys, but to have them in early, be able to play in the spring, that is large. He did. And it was probably about eight minutes start off his press conference with a list of thank yous. But, you know, unlike watching the Oscars or the Grammys or shows that I don't watch anymore because the 
acceptance speeches have turned into just a reading a list of names, and I have no idea who these people are. You actually have an idea of who these people are, but it gave you even more of a picture of all that goes on behind the scenes. I thought it was outstanding, and again, we include that in the hour-long special that I pieced together that will be airing at noon on Bulls Unlimited on Friday and throughout the weekend. Just go to our Twitter page for airtime. That's at the very beginning of it, at Bulls Unlimited. Before we get back to Coach Scott, and while I'm thinking of thank yous, Someone that's been with USF since 2016, Marquita Armstead, one of the senior women's administrators and associate athletic director, did a lot of work behind the scenes on the academic side, student-athlete enhancement, Title IX, sports psychology, nutrition, and she is going to be serving a similar role now at the University of Nebraska. Darn you, Trev Alberts. If you go to Huskers.com, you can see an article with quotes from Marquita herself. We wish her the best of luck. Michael Kelly tweeted it out last night, said, Congratulations. We appreciate your years of service, dedication, and commitment to Team USF. Your care for student-athletes is second to none. Definitely wanted to mention that. Now back to Jeff Scott and definitely wanted to have his comments on, I thought, of all the spots on the team. Listen, you got to have future quarterbacks, but I think we're okay for the near future. Skill position, I think they're okay, but some additions. But they needed some additions on the defensive line and got them. We lost six of our top eight defensive linemen, uh, so that was a, a pretty easy selling point. You know, we had one slide that showed our two deep, and then we had another slide that showed the two deep coming back, and there were six people gone. And so somebody's got to step up. And so I think when you have opportunity, you know, I think of a guy like Eddie Kelly, right? Eddie Kelly is a defensive end, very talented. He came to our camp this summer. He was already on our radar as a tight end. He came to our camp this summer as a tight end. And, and we actually talked to him and his head coach, Coach Granada, said, you know, he would make a pretty special defensive end. And those guys are really hard to find. And uh, so he ended up playing defensive end this year. And, uh, you know, we, we had already offered him. And we had him coming for an official visit on that weekend. And the Monday before he came on the official visit, his midseason highlight tape got out. And within 48 hours, he had offers from a bunch of uh, major programs in this state and in the southeast. Uh, but, you know, I think for him, uh, number one, uh, he was uh, looking for uh, the right culture and environment uh, to play in. And number two, he was looking for opportunity. I mean, th this is a guy that has the, the ability to be able to come in and, and have an early impact because of his athleticism. And, uh, and I think also uh, really looking at, uh, you know, those guys in the middle, that was a big part, being able to get some, uh, you know, defensive tackles that could help us in there. I know Coach Shoup will talk a little bit more about our scheme, but you know, probably going to be a little bit more four down than three down. So really needing two guys inside that could, uh, you know, two deep of those guys inside. And so, you know, Clyde Pender's a, a young man that I uh, knew from Clemson whenever we recruited him up to Clemson. And uh, whenever we found out he was in the portal, I think uh, Justin Spiros has a, a, a text alert. Whenever somebody gets in the portal, the, it's like an Amber alert. It goes out throughout the entire building, alarms and everything starts sounding off. And I think uh, 15 seconds after he was in the portal, we were on the phone with him uh, very quickly. And uh, because we knew all about him uh, being at Armwood uh, with Coach Evan Davis. So uh, he's a guy we're, we're really excited about. James Ash coming from Wake Forest, uh, played at Chamberlain. Uh, again, very athletic, big guy, probably could play both inside and outside. We're going to try to see if we can keep him uh, inside right there. Uh, Nick Baggs, uh, the reality of that, uh, this is the new age. We're, we're getting ready to play Temple. We watched their first couple games, and we thought their best defensive lineman was this freshman defensive lineman named Nick Baggs. And then we watched the next two games. He wasn't playing, so we get our GAs to see if he got hurt. They found out he got in the portal and uh, was talking about moving to Florida. 
Uh, so when as soon as our game was over that week with them, we got on the phone with him. We offered him, and uh, that, that's how you're finding players now. I mean, it's amazing how how this how it creates a little awkward conversation maybe at midfield before the game. But uh, man, he is special. He's six three, three hundred, and he had he loves football. <laughs> he is all about uh, ball. He loves it, and he became one of our best recruiters. Uh, him and his mom uh, Nikki is a special. Uh, a special lady, and uh, man, they came down here, fell in love with the place. And really, if you go back to his commitment, that was one of the big ones that from that point on, you know, it really, we, we got on a hot streak there. And uh, he was a big part of that. He, he was calling <laughs> the other players and telling them about why South Florida is special and why they need to come and uh, join and be a part of that. And then, uh, you know, both Jalen Hobbs and Jacquez Williams are two young men that we were going to sign last year. And then towards the end of the year, we found out that so many of our defensive linemen were going to use their super senior year and come back. So because of roster management, we had to ask them to be patient. And uh, they were getting ready to come in January last year. And so we had to ask them to, to wait a year and come in this January. So they've been waiting a long time, and uh, we're really uh, excited about uh, having them uh, come join us. And again, he had a lot more to say. You can check it out on the replay of that National Signing Day hour. His is more than the first half hour of that hour, where he also thanks the fans for their positivity, at least the majority of the fans. I love that as well. But he left off with the defense. we got to have some of the new defensive coordinator, Bob Shoup, if you didn't hear and while he's talking about his basically style of play, he starts dropping in awesome one-liners. Here we go. You know, I, I think we're fairly athletic. I think we have, you know, uh, decent team speed. I think, you know, I think the guys played really, really hard, even in the most difficult of circumstances. You look sometimes at the end of the games when it's not, not the, the outcome has sort of been determined already, and I still see guys flying to the football and playing really, really hard, and we created a bunch of turnovers. And not only did we create them, we seemed to know which direction to go when we created them. I think we had a pick six and another one where Christian Williams maybe brought it back to the inch line right there. So, you know, I think the identity of the team tells a little bit of a different story than the statistics. So that excited me. I watched all the games on film when I knew I was interviewing for the job. I certainly didn't know who was who or this or that or the other thing. I was just trying to get a feel for who the, who the bowl defense was. And then... Um, and then when I've met these players, every one of them wants to be good. They're really excited about this opportunity. Sometimes you just need a fresh start, like these guys in the transfer portal. And, and, um, and, and I, you know, that's what I've been a point of emphasis to these guys. That it's a fresh start. It's a clean slate. You know, I've heard from the coaches, uh, you know, some of your strengths, some of your weaknesses. I've watched you on film. You know, how good do you want to be? Where do we want to go from here? And that's been positive. But, yes, I mean, Coach talked about scheme. And when, when we interviewed, I mean, I think a good defensive coach – can tailor his scheme to what his players are capable of doing. I think that's really important, rather than try to fit a square peg into a round hole. But the one thing that uh, I, I think Coach and I both agree on is a style of play. Uh, I just remembered a couple years ago when I went to a clinic and I heard an offensive coach talk about, we're going to attack cover two this way. We're going to attack man free this way. We're going to attack three deep this way. And when you hear defensive coaches talk, they always talk about, we're going to adjust to trips this way. We're going to adjust to a two by two this way. This is the way we adjust to empty. And I, I said, no, 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 that's, we got this thing backwards. Then we're not going to adjust, we're going to attack. So, you know, I don't talk a lot about scheme, but I talk about a style of play. And our style of play will be an in-your-face style of play, you know, built on relentless pursuit, never-ending pressure. It's going to be full-court press, you know, for 60 minutes, from the first snap of the game to the last snap of the game. And as I told Coach, you know, I only write two things on the top of my game plan, and one is uh, solve your problems with aggression, and the other is no conscience. And I want our guys to play with an absence of fear, and I want it to be a team that 
A, the offensive coordinator and the quarterback on the other team think, holy crap, do those guys have 14 guys on the field? And B, I want our fan base to come out and say, you know, that's a fun style defense to watch and our players to say that's a fun style defense to play. Solve your problems with aggression. Yep, I'll take that. And I also love hearing how he has already met with a lot of the members of the team, Greer, Boyles, Day-Day, everybody is soaking in his knowledge already. So it's coming together, even though he's only been with the program for, well, less than a couple of weeks now. This program, we're going to turn our attention to basketball. A perhaps historical night in store Friday at the Yingling Center, and the men's team hoping to take down the Gators in Sunrise on Saturday. We'll also drop in some soccer news as well. Stay tuned. This is Bulls Beat. <laughs> 